Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great today, Ryan. How are you? I am doing well. Had some technical difficulty to start this. That is not interesting to talk about, so I'm not even going to mention it. Today, well, after having mentioned it just now. Today, though, okay, this is a, so we're, this is, this is a, I don't know, is, is this an exploration? I don't know. It's a pet it's episode. I think. It's a pet episode? A, yeah, your pet. <laughs> All right. This is my pet. So this is, um, so this, the, the floor here is, uh, I sort of referenced this in the last episode. Uh, sometimes I will say something kind of offhanded, and then after we're done recording, Todd will say to me, hey, you should make sure to write that down. And, like, that's, that's, a, that's, an, that's an idea. That's a, that's a thing that should be an article or a book. Usually you say book, and I think that's crazy. Uh because I still have a hard time thinking that way. But I think in this case, I think you're correct. So something that came up when we did the, um, this is a, this is just, this is just personal backstory. Uh, so now this is like regular podcasts um, th- where, when we were doing the uh, uh, id ego, super ego episodes, I kind of came up with this. I kind of came up with this triangle and I'm going to invite listeners at home. Uh, actually, especially listeners driving to draw this triangle <laughs> Um, as we kind of go through it. Um, in fact, I'm going to require listeners driving to yeah, draw the triangle. Right. So, um, because you can do that in LA, but uh, maybe not elsewhere. That's true. Well, um, you're stuck in a traffic jam, right? Yeah, you can certainly do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so one of the things for me, um, and you and I have talked about this before that was like hard for me when I, when I started as a graduate student was just to like have a structure or a system to put all the things I was learning in because it just, it seemed like at, when I was reading books and, and and learning about new theories and new ideas that it was just like uh, it was just like I was I was relearning like I was relearning to, to to think about any of this stuff like again and again and again like I was just continually uh, like nothing was building on anything it was just all just all these like different things right like. It was just you didn't have, know how to situate things relative to each other, right? Exactly. Like that's, yeah, that's the main that's, thing. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. How do how am I situating these things relative to each other? Are they just are they just books on a shelf? And the way that I'm situating them relative to each other is alphabetical. So there's no like right. you know there's like no internal connection. There's right. no there's nothing uh, uh, about the idea. And so that was that was really hard. So I, I since I mean that was uh, that's like ten years ago now. So I've been. Uh, because of that experience of, of trying to like trying to arrest the sliding of all these things into like a comprehensible matrix for myself, I've been thinking about different ways that that I uh, like that I can do this and maybe like offer this uh, for other people. So one of the things, I mean, this is a this this is a total deep cut for this podcast, but uh, a long time ago, I, I I became convinced that like, hey, you know what? One way that you can do this is you can divide you can divide philosophers along what do they make of the idea of an original? Because yeah. philosophy is really philosophy is really interesting in this because you know you can go to the allegory of the cave as this idea of of, of original and and like the trajectory or the thread of originality is um, more prevalent in philosophy than in culture because like culture, we really only started to care about originality when copyright became a thing. Right. But philosophy, it has a much longer like trajectory. So that was the thing that I was thinking about, but that's kind of like, I, I don't know that that gets, it, it was like, what do you make of the status of the original? I, I, after I, I like, I think there's something there, but I, I wasn't able to 
okay. wasn't able to be as comprehensive as possible. So, but, yep. but Todd, it's been years later. <laughs> I think I've got something. Okay. The boy found his feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. So here's the triangle, okay? So you make a triangle. We're going to amend this as we go through the, or, or make some changes to the triangle as we go through the, uh, the episode. Is at the top of the triangle, okay, make it um, equilateral triangle, right? Or, 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 or sure. what do you think? You should, yeah, should I think equilateral is good. Each side oh. has, its, has its day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, we'll do that. So at the top, you want to put uh, dualism. Right. Or duality. Right. Okay, that's at the top. At the bottom left, okay, you want to have multiplicity or the multiple. And at the bottom right, you want to have dialectic, okay? Or dialectical, like however you want to say it. Right. Each, and, gets, each gets two different kind of designations. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, so here's what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to show that, like, you can map. This is my This is my claim. I'm trying this out. This is the, you know early stages we're working through this idea uh you can map <laughs> grandiose claim you can map philosophy onto this theory like you can you can map in fact i'm even gonna this is how i've been saying it in class there are only three ways like to look or in, uh, uh, approach like an aesthetic object or a phenomenon and it is these three ways or thinking itself doing, right like think, thinking yeah. itself. Yeah, I think this is right. I think that, I think, yeah, I mean, I won't interrupt you, but I think that that's, no, no, no. I think I think it's right to say that there are the three approaches and I'll, maybe I'll throw in a couple of little caveats as you go along. So. Yeah, well, so I think the, well, let's start with the caveat because the first okay. one would be, why are we starting at, why why did we start at, du, at du, uh, dualism? Yeah, that's what, about, I, that's what I what about think monism? we should talk about. Yeah, Roy, what yeah. about monism? Which Which is an interesting question, right? Like why... Mm-hmm. What, because I think a lot of thinkers, you know, both Leibniz and Spinoza, so two of the great thinkers yeah. of early modernity, thought. I mean, Leibniz explicitly theorized the monad, but clearly mm-hmm. as a part of multiplicity. Mm-hmm. Spinoza, on the other hand, there's there's there is one substance, so he is very right. much a unitary thinker, and so mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people would just immediately put Spinoza on the side of multiplicity. But there's mm-hmm. another argument to say, well, he actually complicates your entire thing because right. he's a thinker of the one mm-hmm. and you don't really have a place for the one. I think the argument is, right, and you can develop this, that that any time you think about a one, you need a you need an enemy to make the one into the one. So every monadic form of thinking, every monism is always inherently, implicitly, unconsciously a dualism. So there's I'm gonna no say way- and I'm gonna even go further. I'm gonna say okay. at least a dualism. At least a dualism. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that's I and and I think there's not a better like you know people might maybe eh, perhaps might thumb their nose at this, but if you uh, I, I think it's it's a it's a nice object lesson in this. Please go to the Wikipedia page on monism, and you're gonna there's like thirty different kinds. There's thirty kinds, right? And, so shows, and there's right. It, there's even there's even this chart that I sent you that I thought was really interesting that it had uh, it showed the difference between dualism and monism and it's had as an example of dualism which which I think we both reject this as a dualist thinker being um René Descartes and what this chart said was that well because he has this split between body and mind right. okay that makes him a dualist thinker and then it shows like monism and then it in the mo- in the monism category it has three different kinds 
There's like <laughs> neutral monism, like it's like I don't know, like existential mon, and it, and it ex, ex, rational mon, and it's like it's, I'm sorry, that's you know, if if you're gonna in the argument and in the attempt, and this is perhaps me just like recapping what you said, um, because I think that this is you can say this even about Spinoza, like if you're trying to argue for the single substance, there is the exigence for that is there is this other way of thinking that we need to avoid. That we need to avoid, I, right, 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 exactly. Exactly, that's the yeah. whole point, right? Like, if you, once you have to argue for, I mean, in, in a way, like, this is the basic Hegelian matrix of thought, right? Like, that mm-hmm. once you have to argue for a position, you've already mm-hmm. acknowledged that the other position that is opposing yours at least exists because mm-hmm. you feel the need to argue for what you're like that's why I always say to people like you don't have to argue someone into breathing right because there's yeah. no yeah. no one would argue against you but you have mm-hmm. to argue like should we support let's take something just obvious like should we support Ukraine mm-hmm. against Russia we would think that's obvious but at least you have to make the argument so it's possible to have and the obvious is to support Ukraine just to be very clear professor Tom right Allen, right U- right no, obviously yes <laughs> Like, right, but but you can imagine an opposition to that, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson yeah, yeah, yeah. or whoever it is, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> that that's... Yeah. Right, right. So I think that that's, that's the key, right? Like, even mm-hmm. Spinoza has to write the ethics. Even Spinoza mm-hmm. has to envision an opponent that he's trying to convince into his monistic thinking. So and that's sub- not and monism. Just to be clear, that substantiates this other position, like right, through right. the through the attempted negation, it substantiates this other side that again, the 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 monistic thing is trying to say like no, there's just this one thing. But it's like if there's just this one thing, then I, I mean it maybe seems like basic to say this, but if there's just the single substance, then it it should be evident. And right, you, right. You and once we're be... talking, then there's no single substance, right? Like yeah. that's what I mean. I think Kojev has this great line where he says Spinoza's system is perfectly correct, except he could never articulate it, right? Like, the, yeah. like once he articulates it, it's not correct. That's Kojev's point. I thought I always have I have always found that really a cogent point by him, and I and I think I mean to me the great well this goes ab- this goes back to the to yeah. the sorry this goes back to the um um we did this a few episodes ago about, right? Like you, um, there's no, there's no position outside of language that you can take to critique it. Like the, uh, like the, the, what was it? This was in the Lacanian aphorism episode we did recently. Yeah. yeah. The, um, yeah. So that's, yeah. Anyway, but you, I yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that to me, the great thinker of, of, of dualism, it's not Spinoza, I don't think, because it's not like the, the opposition is clearly not, explicitly thought by Spinoza, right? Like he doesn't, he mm-hmm. in fact explicitly does not think the himself a dualist. I think it's Paul, St. Paul, right? Like I yeah, think that, yeah. I think that the way that Paul, like that there's life in Christ and there's death outside of him, like that mm-hmm. opposition and there's, you know, we were, we were dead through the law and now we live through Christ. Like that whole mm-hmm. opposition I think is, like I don't think Paul would, think he's a dualist, but I think he necessarily is a dualist because of this opposition between the, the Christian body and then what's outside of it, which is just death, right? So that, mm-hmm. I mean, there still has to be, uh, there has to be some 
thing that's outside, and that's where the dualism creeps in. Yeah, it's a, it's really nice and it's tempting. We, we were saying this uh, before um, before the show that it's re- really tempting to say Paul is on the side of uh, dualism, Aquinas is on the side of multiplicity, which you can see in how like the uh, the the monastery like the like this like became the foundation of the university, and the university is very much a as a structure is like a, 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 a institution of multiplicity, uh, and then. Uh, um, I just said Aquinas. Then Augustine is is the dialectical thinker. It's really tempting to do that. Yeah, um, maybe. And, and I, yeah, it, it's I don't know. It, it's 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 perhaps too. Um, uh, what would we say? Like uh, the the idea is 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 more. It's not just like like does the person all the time, forever, always like occupy just one of those positions? I don't right. think that that's the right. claim. It's like right. it's like what is what is the idea engaging with? And, and, and especially like the, like the, the, the idea that makes the thinker's thought cogent, is it, but is it dualist? Is it uh, the, is it the multiple or is it dialectical? And I think that's where that triad of, um, probably of breaks Paul, down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. well, is is supported. You said breaks down and you meant that as supportive, not falls apart. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, so that's, yeah. that's where we'd, you'd have Paul, then you'd have. Then you have Aquinas, and you have Augustine. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, not chronologically, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. That's that's a good which is, of course, the well. point, right? Like it doesn't happen. It does, you don't have to line these things up in a chronological historical progression. Like first we had the bad dualism, then we got to multiplicity, <laughs> and then dialectic right. saved us, right? Like right, right. But I do think there's a progression. So I want to, I mean, this is a little bit into the episode just to show how this, I want to give a, a, yeah, an yeah. example of how this, like how this works and, and sort of what's at stake and like, why even, why even do this? Like, cause the, the thing, um, the thing that, uh, I always try to put the pressure on. And again, I'm at the sort of, I'm working through those beginning stages. So what is always the, the question, but I think like an intensification of, so what is like, why do you have to see it like this? And then here's the sub question on that is what do you, you know, what do we gain and or lose by not like, or so what do we lose by, uh, by not seeing it this way? And what do we gain by, by seeing things this way? Sure. Right. Sure. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to reach back into the sort of like the history of, uh, of why theory, um, examples of, of certain ideas. And I'm going to go back to, uh, what I've talked about at different times about a, a, a an example of universality or how universality works and the way that you and I mean this word. Um, and I'm going to talk about uh, something that is at the center. It's, it's like literally in the middle, I think, of Ta-Nehisi Coates's book, uh, Between the World and Me. And so he, he he's, uh, which is a book that takes the form of a letter to his son and it's a reference to like to Baldwin, the structure. Right? Yeah, to Baldwin, to the fire yeah. next time. And yeah. um so it charts his intellectual traje- trajectory. And so I, it, it makes, and there's this part that makes for just like such a nice example of this triad that I'm trying to establish where he comes across this uh, famous uh, racist uh, um, idea, a uh, phrase of Saul Bellows, who is who the Who was Tolstoy? a 20th century novelist. Very Novelist, well known. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well known. Yeah. Who is the Tolstoy of the Zulus? Now- if that is kind of lost on on you or or the or even like because sometimes I say this to students and and they're just like they don't really really know who they don't Tolstoy know what is. that even refers yeah to. <laughs> they so, don't know who Tolstoy is they know who the yeah. Zulus are they don't yeah yeah no yeah so uh, yeah. so I say like Shakespeare 
like who's the Shakespeare uh, of, of this? Like to put right. that in because he's more well known. But right. we're gonna go with that. Tolstoy. Why, why is okay. that? Why is that? Why is Tolstoy why not that not well known? known? Yeah, that's a problem. Um, that I tried problem. to. I tried to. Yeah. You know, we recently. This is such a, a tangent, but sorry. But so um, go ahead. No, no, no. We recently were revising the curriculum at the University of Vermont, and I tried to get in this course where the required text would be. Just three, War and Peace, Beloved, mm-hmm. and Hamlet. And that would just be like, uh, the mm-hmm. teachers could do other things, but they had to mm-hmm. teach those. And every student yeah. would have to take that that literature course. But that didn't, it that didn't fly. fly. <laughs> it didn't fly. Wow. No. Yeah. 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 I I'm going to say, a, I'm going to yeah. say it's because of Tolstoy. I'm going to make that clear. I, I, I'm, it, I'm positive it's because of Tolstoy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's funny. So. Well, yeah. So, um, so obviously, so what's the what's the dualism of the statement? The dualism of the state. I think there's actually a more um, like this uh, immediately smacks of like oh that's just like it's it's that's culturally imperialist. It's just like total like the, the total ra- racist nonsense. There's I um I think um I, I Richard Dawkins has the more socially acceptable version of this, which is um who uh who who has won the Nobel Peace Prize uh like what what Middle Eastern Nobel P- Peace winners are there well i think and it actually the, he even says muslim doesn't he does I he say he muslim does. specifically yeah, I think he okay does. I think he yeah, does. yeah yeah sure so that does. so that's the now of course we reject because that he, also, he, but that's he, the he trumpets so. the number of jews so he he it can't be middle eastern because obviously oh, that's a, uh, jews that's a are point. middle eastern right yeah right so right, right, i'm pretty right. sure it's muslim it's, so it's muslim I, yeah yeah so i might be wrong i mean i think no no i think that's that sounds right anyway go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, so that's, the, but again, that's like, this just this dualist thing, which is like, well, this is the civilization and this is the uncivilized thing All that right. we, like, we shouldn't even tolerate. And so, okay, so Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, reads, you know, and of course, like, people always point out to, like, to, to Richard Dawkins, like, you know, do you know how you have, like, numbers in Aristotle? That's because of, because of, you know, but that, that doesn't, yeah. that's too yeah. long ago to count. Right. Uh, uh, right. you know, for, for him apparently. Um, but anyway, so for Coates, he's like, okay, all right. Racist white guy. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to find the unacknowledged equal to Tolstoy in a story of, uh, you know, black people, the world over that doesn't get told. And yep. the person he finds is uh queen Inzinga, who he, and he talks about her and like, uh, like he sees her as like, like this, like a real transformative, like cultural and like literary figure, uh, who in political as well. And like, and he says, I think he has this line that like, uh, she had the power that he was looking for. And when, when he, I, what he means by this is that like, again, this, this power that had been denied to, to, to black people of their, of uh, this, in this, and especially in this country of like the story of, uh, Africa that gets told in, right, in, in this right. country to, to like, so this, she had this thing that he was looking for. So, and he, right. that was his answer when he was at, um, Howard university, uh, the Mecca, a great, uh, historically black college and university in the U S right. So right. then it, he, and then he put the, so that was his answer. That was his retort, which is a, this is going to be, it, it's a, uh, the position of multiplicity is always this kind of thing of a, yeah, well, what about blank? Right. Okay. Right. And like that's right. sort of the answer. And so that's what this was the answer he found, and he was comfortable with this answer. And then so so he, what he was saying yeah. was, oh yeah, okay, Tolstoy is great, mm-hmm. but there is another figure among the Zulus that is great as well. So you can't say who was the Tolstoy of the Zulus, right? That's right, basically right. the point. I mean, basically. she and wasn't not Zulu, but that's the basic exactly. point, yeah. right? That's yeah. the basic point, right? Like here's like you're you're dismissing like all 
like you're dismissing all Africans uh, in, in by by talking about this one South African tribe. And so that this is so I'm going to find uh, amidst your exclusion, I'm going to find a figure here that rebuts the that or, you know, your that, that actually. Well, this, this, I'm going to say it this way and then I'm going to kind of overturn this. That rebuts the 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 idea that there that there is not a toll story of the Zulus. And right? rebuts the, the dualism. Right. Like, I think right. that's what he wants to say like you can't we can't actually have this dualistic separation of people because everyone i think isn't the other assumption of multiplicity that everyone is different right like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, of course. that's why we mm-hmm. can't have this kind of dualistic structure because right. it reduces the, all these various differences all down into this dualistic opposition right and that's right. what's and that's what's that's what's wrong with it. Is, right, that's is, and so wrong. like, exactly. So, hey, what about Queen Nzinga, uh, Saul Bellow? Do you even know who she is? That's right. sort of his answer. And then, you know, he goes on a couple pages later and he says that that this question, this idea, who's the Tolstoy of the Zulus, was put out of his mind until he read in the sports pages something by uh, Ralph Wiley, who I believe is a Philadelphia sports writer. Sports um, writer, right. Yeah, right. and... Yeah. He his answer sadly I, I, like, deceased I think, very young right yeah really young I think he was yeah. in his I think he was in his mid fifties which is yeah. Uh, even yeah very sad yeah. Um, and I think this is just like I, I like I just I love this so much his answer to this question and like as Coates writes about it he's just like bowled over and I'm sorry I've told this before and maybe people know this so I'm sorry we're playing this out but for people who haven't heard this before his answer to the question Ralph Wiley who's the Tolstoy of the Zulus Tolstoy is the Tolstoy <laughs> right. of the Zulus. That's his, and and then the next line is unless you find uh, I think the next line is unless you find profit in fencing off a universal achievement of humankind into exclusive uh, ownership something like that. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and the and like Coates is just blown away by this, and what he r- realizes is that in looking for his answer to the question, he had accepted the premise. He hadn't rebutted it. He accepted the premise. That, in fact, to substantiate, and he says that he was no closer to Nzinga than Bello was. And if he had been, it would be because he chose to be. Like, and, and he, it, and, and then he, he has this great, this reference to a book that, you know, we talk about uh, all the time, uh, Karen and Barbara Fields' Racecraft. Like, he said that he, what he had accepted, he didn't realize, was he accepted racecraft. Right. Like, he accepted right. this, like, this racial difference. Well, that uh, is the fundamental dualist yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, Christian. We I use the example of Paul, and that like the, he's a good example. The way Christianity institutionally was structured, certainly dualistically, but I think in modernity, the great example is racism. Right? Yeah, like the way that yeah, it's, yeah. it's used. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so in this, so in this thing, right? Tol, who's the Tolstoy of the Zulus? Queen and Zinga is the Tolstoy of the Zulus. Actually, Tolstoy is the Tolstoy of the Zulus. So what happens if you want to look at the triangle? Is that, and this is what. Coates comes to realize is that you can draw like a, like you can draw like a, like an, um, two, two half, uh, maybe this may, might not make sense to me describing it, but you can draw like an arrow going to, from, from multiplicity to the dualism and then dualism, uh, one on the other side, like from the dualism to the multiplicity. And this yeah. is what Coates realizes in this example is that actually the answer I found doesn't rebut the premise Tolstoy is the Tolstoy of the Zulus obliterates the premise 
like completely. So if you want, then on the other on the right side from the from the line that connects dualism to dialectics, you can put an X through it. And that's sort of the that's sort of the like so 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 what like why do we need to think this way? Um, and it's like because this is what you this is what you get is that the the dialectical premise it doesn't just answer or uh, or trouble the the dualist one it 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 renders it irrelevant and right. that's the and whereas and this is what Coates argues and and I I agree with this argument is that um, the position of multiplicity is often and I I don't maybe I don't know if I want to say always but like is often indebted to the dualism meaning uh, remaining potent like it needs the dualism that it's attacking to, yes that it's attacking right. so it, right. it actually needs it to stay in place and right. whereas the dialectical position does not require it at all in fact it 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 uh feasts on the obliteration of the of the premise so that we you know push that forward so now so now we don't we not talk about like if we were going to continue the conversation we're not talking about Saul Bellow anymore we're talking about how Tolstoy is a Tolstoy of the Zulus and why is that not more a, of a widespread notion like we we don't we don't need Bellow anymore we're now talking about Ralph right. Riley we're now talking about the right. dialectical position right. uh, so that yeah yeah I miniature. think that's yeah how how, how I think how that's really great yeah I think it's really great I mean I think that the what what you know. One thing I would say is that dialectics, which is the sense of the internal contradiction of each position, right, or mm -hmm. each identity, uh, that emerges through and becomes evident through that movement from dualism to multiplicity, right? Like there, mm -hmm. it's almost mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's the repressed of that movement, and then it and then it has to be coaxed out, obviously, by some thinker like Ralph Wiley or Hegel or Fanon or whoever, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that I think it you have to get that. It's interesting because there's a there's a like the 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 thinker that comes to mind first when you think the problem of dualism mm -hmm. is Derrida, right? Like Derrida mm -hmm. is 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 very concerned with the the problems that inhabit dualistic thinking and the way that's mm -hmm. reductivity. But I and I and and his He's constantly deconstructing the binary opposition, yeah, to free up. But but I think not in a dialectical way. I think in order mm -hmm. to free up a multiplicity. So I think we. It, I think it's important to think, you know, yeah. Hegel dialectics contra the movement mm -hmm. of Derrida, which I think is assimilable to the position of Deleuze, which would be, I think, this position of there are only multiples, right? Like that. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. That. I mean. It's interesting that 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 idea that there are only multiples seems, and I think this is tied to what you were just that example you were just saying with Coates. Like it seems like the most pos the most radical position imaginable, right? Like mm -hmm. because you want to the problem with dialectic, and this is Deleuze's critique of Hegel is the problem of dialectics is it still seems to be tied to a binary opposition or to identity, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. as it's showing how identity suffers from contradiction, right? And, and so mm -hmm. so pure difference frees us from identity altogether. He, I think that's the claim. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the problem is that at, at some, and I think this, this is to me the interesting point, that at some level, the thinker of multiplicity needs a one 
that mm-hmm. is made that is that is made multiple right like that is yeah. that is that is the, the the figure of the multiple and 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 even though like if even though that one is infinitely divided like a leibnizian monad right like the, mm-hmm. it's still at some point there's 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 a singular there's singularities so i think that's necessary it seems to mm. me yeah no it's i mean it's interesting cuz so um I'm um, just to go back to our first example. If our first example is going to be Christianity here, and we're going to say like, well, this is, uh, it, it seems to be uh, right, like monotheism, right? Okay, right. And then we, like Paul has this dualism, and then I think what like the multiplicity like response might be like, well, wait a minute, but uh, it's one God in three parts, right? Like it's it's you, you sure. know you, the the Father, the Father, Son, and then uh, his insubstantial friend, the Holy Ghost to uh, quote uh, the first season of Blackadder. The, like, the, um, so this, and I, and, and that seems to be like, well, this is like, you've ignored this in substantiating your thing. And so the, um, I think th- why, like, Derrida is a good um, example uh, for you to bring up is that, like, but you get still stuck in the same thing. Like, you get stuck in that same dynamic. Like, there's, like, I, 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 I this, this does not mean that, you know, Derrida's not, I'm not trying to say that he's not worth reading, but like he, his client as sort of, we went into in the last episode, we were talking about like the trace and mystic writing pad, like uh, his, the whole thing is always coming back to presence and absence and the impossibility of certainty. I think like it, he's always coming back to that. Like right. that's, it's, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't, it does it, does it move the dial? Todd McGowan, does it move it to? to I don't, I don't think so. But you know, I mean, he has his fans, right? So. No, of course. Well, no, of course. Well, and that's the. So this is the thing, and this is why I like this as a triangle. Is that the 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 so the relationship between multiplicity and uh, dialectics on this is not like directly opposed. It's just the differences that like the dialectical one. I I, I think makes it. Uh, I think that the dialectical position makes makes the multiplicity one of so what, right? And I think I think isn't it crucial that so dialectics means that every position is troubled, every point, every point of difference is troubled from within, right? That it's at yeah. odds with itself from within, and I think for for Spinoza or for Leibniz or for any of these thinkers of the one, right? Like they're the point is that they're. I mean, Spinoza very famously says that the, the the free man thinks of death least of all things. His philosophy mm-hmm. is a meditation on life, not on death, right? Because he didn't believe that any being killed itself, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the negative forces always come from the outside. So if obviously people do kill themselves in his day, but they always did so because of an external pressure, right? And mm-hmm. I think Hegel's point is almost the opposite. It's like everything dies of its own internal internal contradiction, right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever that contradiction is, it could be like your cells, the way in which some of your cells are cancerous, some are not, and they're at odds with mm-hmm. each other. It could mm-hmm. be something physiological like that, or it could be psychological, right? The way that you mm-hmm. never get enough sleep and thus you're stressed out and then you give yourself a heart attack, right? Like that could mm-hmm. be that could be the way it works. But I think that that notion, I mean, that's dialectics. So it's a radically different idea of where negation is 
located, right? So for Deleuze, mm-hmm. there is negation, but it's always from, or for Spinoza, actually there is none, but it's always, for, for Deleuze, it's only in the external encounter that mm-hmm. a position has with another, with a, a difference has with another difference. And it can you can have these bad encounters that lead to mm-hmm. something, a, a, a terrible result, but nothing is internally at odds with itself. And I think that's right. the difference between multiplicity and dialectics that's really crucial. It's, yeah, it's huge. It's the whole, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the ball game is that like when to think dialectically means what you're, you're interrogating is the interdependence of things on their own internal opposition. Right. And so right. from that observ like from that point now, the, the task isn't synthesizing or remedying like a seeming paradox, like the ones that you just laid out, but it's to move forward from that position that avows the deadlock itself. And so to note a deadlock and then like, look for like a, Oh, what about this? Or like, what about this? Or like, what about some way out? That's the work that multiplicity does, which from the position of dialectics actually flees from the deadlock while it imagines itself to be suggesting new and generative possibilities. So that's the, the, here's my question for you. Just the way you laid that out, which I thought was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Is Marx then, a thinker of multiplicity or a thinker of deadlock? I mean, a thinker of dialectics, because I think in a certain way, I'm going to give you a long time to think about this by babbling for a while. Yeah, please. No, it's great. Go ahead. So I think in a certain way, of course, he's a dialectical thinker because Mm -hmm. he's an analysis of the contradictions of capitalist economy, the Mm -hmm. internal contradictions of -hmm. capitalist economy. But the question is, I think, and this is a this is a big question within Marxism. Is mm-hmm. is for Marx? Is it that economy as su- that ca- well? Two questions. So is it economy as such that is contradictory, mm-hmm. or is it capitalist economy that is contradictory? And so then, mm-hmm. when we get out of that contradiction, then we'll that's it. That's his name for emancipation. Right, like mm-hmm. it's the, it's the so the, so in that sense, right? If if he thinks that, he has to think that we're. He has to be a thinker of multiple. Ultimately, even mm-hmm. though he employs dialectic, he right. would be ultimately a thinker of multiplicity. What's interesting to me is Badu thinks economy as such is contradictory. Mm-hmm. Thus, but see, I think he's still kind of secretly dualist because he says thus. There can be no economic event, right? So yeah. thus we need the political act, which and the the political event is always separate from the situation, and mm. economy is always situational for Badu. So Badu, in certain ways, is a thinker of multiplicity because he thinks there is only the multiple. So in that, he shares mm-hmm. that with Deleuze ontologically. But then he right. has this dualism between the situation and the event, not a dialectical relate. He's very clear no, about no, this in being absolute, an event. Absolute split. Right? Absolutely yeah. clear that there's mm-hmm, not a dialectical mm-hmm. relation between there's, it's not the contradictions within the situation that produced the event. Right. No, no, no. Unlike Mark. So he is, it's interesting. I've heard him say that I'm a communist more than I'm a Marxist. Mm. And I think so. So, but anyway, so, but, but the, the first questions I think about Bedou, it's a pretty, it's, it's clear that that's what's operative. And I'm not mm. even sure that he would argue, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
but but well because i think we he have would, a chance to ask him we might have a chance month. to ask him in the future so that'll be a yes. we'll just yeah. hold that as a tease and it might be a permanent yeah, yeah. tease and never realize yeah. but it may um, never happen I, yeah <laughs> right but uh i do think that like there's no i think he would avow that he's not a dialectical thinker i think i don't think he would yeah i mean i think he would probably reject your tripartite yeah, schema but i yeah. think he would not be afraid to say I'm not a dialect. I think he would be yeah. pretty open that he's not a dialectical thinker. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, so I what? Think, so so back to Marx. So, so to go pick, ahead. well, I'll, I'll pick, yeah, I'll pick up the pieces here. I mean, uh, um, uh, Baju is uh, is really fascinating on on this point uh, because the like the event and situation, which is so crucial to his philosophy, are utterly dualist. Um, and then you think about his truth procedures, of which there are four, and the other comments he makes about like you know like he very much. The, the idea of, uh, of of a person containing multitudes, I think, is very much uh, consonant with his... Can I, uh, can I just... His, his just, just a quick clarification. So for Badu, just for people who don't know, the situation is like normal everyday oh, yeah, life. And mm-hmm. then the event is this radical rupture that then occasions the formation of some new situation, right? Like it totally... Cha- yeah. It's like, like... So the event in politics would be the French Revolution. It totally changed the... The ground, Haitian Revolution, changed the ground upon which we were operating. So, art in art, say it would yeah. be twelve tone music. He gives an example yeah. of. So, mm-hmm. so that yeah, just to clarify that. And then, and then he ha- he also has a uh, you know mathematics and science as the truth procedure. The best example is, uh, of course, is love. And science I think, and like, love, I, right? Love is the yeah, other truth. Yeah, right. Is the best is the best one. And and I the way I explain it to students is like, I mean, this, this is how he explains it. So, but like when you fall in love. As I was like, not to not be, you know, of course, my affection for Hallmark movies aside, to not be Hallmark about about it, like everything changes, and it means that right. this, and it, like like when as uh, Harry says to Sally at the end of when Harry met Sally, you are the uh, last person I want to speak to uh, before I go to bed, and and the first person I want to speak to in the morning, like right. it, like your right. entire day becomes oriented around another person, like it's a right. like it's a complete. You know, right. you 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 had only these like selfish like like singular concerns before you fall in love, and this other person is like it now now changes everything. And so that that I think I think that's a that's a like that's probably the um so that's 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 a situation and event, and I think that's probably the best dualist theory that I can think of. It's a good uh, one. Yeah, that's it's a true. Very good that's one. interesting. Yeah. Like like I I I it would be And I do really, want to get back to the Marxist point, but let's keep Yeah, it'd be about this. it's yeah. really curious to think like would he even avow it? Would he say like, "Yeah, I'm just a dualist about that." I, I think mm-hmm. he would not, mm-hmm. but but I, mm. I I do I do think it's a pretty defensible I mean, it's interesting his link to St. Paul, right? Like he wrote a very mm-hmm. I think it's yes, his best right. it's my favorite book by him is the book on St. Paul. Um mm-hmm. And 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 it's because it's really about the origin of universality, and in his mm-hmm. mind, uh, in fact, that's the subtitle of the book, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think that like the birth of the universal, I think, or something. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's interesting, right? Like it's it's it, it's an amazing formulation of how to think in a radical way, because we've mm-hmm. we've made dualism out to be conservative, but sure. that do yeah, 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 with that makes it a really radical kind of yeah. dualism, right? Yeah. But but the question would, is, is Marx, Marx is clearly not a dualist. And I think the conservatives that hate Marx accuse him of being a dualist, mm-hmm. that they no, say, yeah. you just make the bourgeoisie out to be the, or the capitalists out to be the enemy right. that we have to defeat and then everything will be good. That That is not Marx's position. 
Mm. At all, I don't think. No, right? no. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I think we talked about this in the past. Like, I think that there's um, there's an article to be written about the um, his positioning of the petty bourgeoisie as the problem, uh, as being similar to Martin Luther King's positioning of the um, moderate Christian as the problem. I think there's right. like... I think there's something there's I think there's something there where it's like where, you know, like I think Letter from Birmingham Jail is probably more famous than the 18th premiere of Louis Napoleon. So like what like what King writes in Letter from Birmingham Jail is that like it's not the like it's not the clan like I'm not going to I'm not going to convince those people to to be like what well, but there are there is a big, big group in the middle who see themselves as not involved. And, right. and like since they're not doing the worst violence, they're not doing violence even a little bit. And that's the, that's the problem. Right. And I think, I don't know, I think that there, there's a, there's a connection there. Like, like it's you, you, as much as it, I think plays out in popular culture that Marx is about, um, you know, the, the bourgeoisie and, and the, um, and the proletariat, like it's, there is a, there's a third, uh, economic position that he thinks. Yeah. Is interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. So, Uh, so I, so yeah, so I think not a, I think not a, no, Mark's not a dualist. I think, uh, I think most, uh, so, okay. So I think Anna Cornblue, our friend, uh, who's written a great book uh, for your book series at, uh, at Bloomsbury on fight club and, uh, Marxist film theory. Yeah. Uh, her position is certainly in that, that, that Marx is a dialectician is a dialectician. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. As yeah, absolutely. I think it is tempting for spice <laughs> for, <laughs> for me to claim <laughs> that Marx is on the, on the side of the multiple. Um, and what I would, what I would say is that like, there is maybe something in, in Marx that's close to, uh, you know, we're, we're how Deleuze thinks like the problem with, with capital is it doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Like to be like fully free. Whereas yeah. like, and the sort of like our position on the dialectical side is like, like that will, that will never, that will never happen. Like that's like, in, in fact, the, the, this, this issue that he sees like the thing that makes like capital a problem, if it just didn't have that, then everyone could be free. It's like, that's intrinsic to capital's. Right functioning this like and to be to put it into Liz's terms like he thinks like capital what what's good about capital is it deterritorializes but the problem is that it re-territorializes and he writes i mean it uh, you know uh more than once that if it just didn't do that then we have this you know this 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 total freedom and i and i like i think our position and it's not just me and you clearly uh but it's uh, but like that's the, capitalism is always going to do that it's always going to re-territorialize like it's it's like that's and if you think it's if you even well, if you argue that it wouldn't then that's not understanding it right i mean I, I think he thinks yeah. i think yeah just to cut off the potential objection sure. by the delusian who's going to kill us um i think that <laughs> i think that he understands that about capitalism but like there's a whole uh you know, a whole notion of like we need to accelerate capitalism past its yeah. own barriers, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. but but I think, and I think, but your point is, I think, correct that he doesn't see the way in which the that it's actually the only way to fight against the capitalist structure is through it's it's is through a self limitation, right? Like it's yeah. like capital needs to put up these building these limits, these obstacles that it then goes past 
Yeah. But it needs yeah. that constant battle, right? And so it's interesting. And when you like don't the, have, and, and I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but no. like it just, again, like part of why, part of why this triangle is like, you can see like if the like the position of multiplicity is against internal opposition. So that idea, it isn't that we're smarter than Deleuze or whatever, or it's that in Deleuze's system, like he cannot accept that because right, right. if he because, did, then right. he'd be on the side of dialectics. Like that's right the, because of I mean the I think it comes down to the question of negation, frankly. Right? Like I think mm-hmm. that he doesn't. Like the only neg- the only negation for Deleuze is an external negation. Like a thing mm-hmm. can't. I already said this, but a thing can't negate itself. Like it's not mm-hmm. self-negating. And mm-hmm. I think Marx's analysis of capitalism clearly shows that it is self-negating. So I think, in terms of the analysis of capitalism, I think it is completely dialectical. Um, the Marxist analysis. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. question is, though, and I think this is why. You can say why for yourself after I'm done, but I think this is why you said, no, he's a thinker of multiplicity because it seems as if the the final conclusion doesn't suffer from contradiction in the same way Mm -hmm. that feudalism, capitalism did, right? Like, I think there is this image of of a flight, flight, I don't know, escape from contradiction that, Mm. that he paints the future with again he doesn't talk about the future that often but even the the little throwaway line in the german ideology about how you can you know you can uh i forget the different things but you can paint hunt criticize and i think you paint criticize fish and hunt i think are the four things and you can Mm. he's like you can do each of these things in the morning in the evening in the and the night without ever becoming a hunter a fisher or a (laughs) artist or a critic right like you don't Mm -hmm, ever mm -hmm. get reified into, and it's interesting how Deleuzean that claim is, I yeah, think, right? Like yeah. you never become an identity. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. but but I think that's his image of the future. And it's an image of, it seems to me like an image of multiplicity, right? Like mm-hmm. of, of pure, we get this unleashed pure multiplicity, even, even mm-hmm. as an individual. Like I don't, I'm not confined anymore into a specific symbolic identity, but I am, I'm like Walt Whitman, right? Like I am, yeah. I am multiple, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the. I think that this that was, um, you said it better than I because I was just gonna go to this the and 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 it it I don't know maybe it, maybe it does a disservice uh, to Marx to, to harp on this but like he do, he he does think that like that communism ends up being like a an endpoint for capital because it is loose from profit as an injunction. Like he does, I mean, he literally says that. Right. So, so that, so that, and that again, what he imagines is this, this free, this, this, uh, there can, if we, if we just remove that imperative, that contradiction, then we can have this sort of like unleashed productivity. And I think, so that would, that that would be one thing I would have said, but the the other where, the other place where I would have gone to, and maybe, maybe this is unfair, uh, to, to, to Marx, but like what, what a, what a, um, I don't know necessarily that if I would put, um, event and situation as a dualism in this, but I actually, no, I think I would. Um, but what, what dualist and, and, and multiplicitous theories don't like, they don't, they tend not to look for what they don't want to find. 
Okay. And yeah. what <laughs> and what they don't want to find, I will posit, is the subject understood as a site of conflict and contradiction and, and internal torsion. And right. like the dialectical side, it doesn't just invite looking for what you don't want to find, but it, like it requires it uh, to, as as a way to to to, to think through. And so that it's on that side of like the the subject understood in that way, which Marx doesn't have because there's not a notion of psyche in Marx. I think right. on that basis, I might put him more on the the side of multiplicity um, and with you know, with, uh, with Deleuze and I would put him on the side of, uh, of Hegel. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think Deleuze would be happy about that, right? Like he'd be happy that Marx is on his side and not on Hegel's side. I think, I think he would like that. I think let's upset him now because I think we would also say that Mm -hmm. I think this is a, this is, we've talked about this between ourselves. And I, I think that this is to me, one of the more interesting points of this, of this way of thinking that if you think about uh, multiplicity. It's and, and align it with Deleuze. That makes sense. He, he's avowedly a thinker of the multiple, so there's no. Mm-hmm. But I, what's interesting is the way in which that aligns up with liberalism as well as a philosophy, mm. right? So I right, think, right, right. I like, I think it's that there's a way that liberal philosophy. Uh, it's 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 basically a philosophy that says there are only differences. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is no, there's no hierarchy of differences. Like Rawls famously in Theory of Justice says, okay, we can allow for temporary hierarchies, but they have to be justified by saying in a situation of, of if we're, we're blind about the, what position we're going to occupy within the new system, that we would all approve mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. hierarchies have to have that justification back to the original situation, right? So there, there are no... There are no just ontologically justified hierarchies, so thus no dualistic thing between those who have and those who haven't, et cetera, you know, anything like that. So that's mm-hmm. Rawls's, and he's the, I think, the, of the later half of the, latter half of the 20th century, he's the main liberal thinker. But I think it starts, you can see it even in Locke, right? Like there's this mm-hmm. sense of, you know, like you, like who has the right to property? Well, whoever uses it, right? Like mm-hmm. there's this sense of, of, absolute multiplicity without any kind of dualistic hierarchy written into the nature of things. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the, I think that's the liberal position. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's certainly the position of the multiplicity is the, I mean, it's the position of the market, like, like that, that there, which is this, again, it's a, um, it's an external thing, right? Like, like uh, there's, you're not looking at, you're certainly not looking at, um, uh, at an internal, uh, contradiction, uh, for, uh, for why, why the, the market, uh, functions in the way that it does. Like, I mean, I just think like right now is a very good example of like the, the, I, I don't know, is this, is this starting to change that? Like the, the conversation that like inflation, it, it, it like, it's really, it companies choosing to make more profit. It's, it's not like, it's not really, it's not from, uh, like what was it? I, I read this interesting thing about like th- there are these earnings calls that are like a public record, and like companies, uh, like uh, you know, like uh, Gerber, which is uh, you know owned by uh, Nestle, uh, who make like uh, and they make uh, um uh, uh diapers, right? Like just right. deciding 
to that like which is going to make this cost more like just bald, bald face there's like there's not a not a supply chain reason for it we can we, we can say it's supply chain because no one really knows what that means that's like a great signifier without a signified i think uh right now and it's it, just a justification for you know just for expense and so this like this the market becomes this kind of like what it becomes a kind of a um I think I think this is also a consonant with um and maybe this is a consonant with with Rawls too is that like it's a you know it'd be pretty good Todd to have a uh, logical fallacy for like kind of like for each one because I right think, right that would be nice I think yeah I think I think post hoc ergo propter hoc is the position of the multiple yeah where it's like you yeah. know which is in English uh, like after this therefore because of this so like that's right. kind of like what Rawls is saying like well you know if. If, if if things or or maybe even that is like uh the you know the, the best of all possible worlds like this is just the one that we have so this has to be the best yeah the best of it is is yeah. like so like the, the, this is the position of the market it's like oh well the things cost they cost more therefore like this must be determined by the market and there has to be market conditions and there has to be like there's gotta be like exchange and there's gotta be has to be so it's like no it's the, the companies they make more profit that's that's it like we like we don't don't look at that as the like uh like because the the fantasy i don't i mean you tell me if you think this is the the this this works or this holds but like the fantasy of the market really is that it is self-regulating and it's not like that it is like that the market's interest is is the market and that the market's interest is not shareholders because when you just kind of make that change to to think right. about like right. the no, market right. being it is is about shareholders then the market isn't is, isn't in it for the market. The market is in for like discrete individuals and, and right. I mean, you know, don't you think pure the, accumulating capital? Right. I think that's absolutely right. Like the I think that the the figure of the shareholder is the fetish for the capitalist, right? Like you, yeah, yeah. Like the you're able to do whatever you can engage in the most. Like I was just reading that the that no one at BP had any sense of the kind of damage done by that the Gulf oil spill. Mm-hmm. You know, like just they just they mm-hmm. just didn't know. They just I was re- actually I'm reading a book by Renata Salisal on ignorance, and and oh, nice. and it, she makes this point that they just did, just no one knew, like f- uh, up from the bottom of the company to the top of the company, and it's like they they're able to and they they take that position because their sole objective is to is to advance the interest of our the shareholders of. BP, right? So that that yeah. so yeah, you're right. Like it's not Todd, you do, you do not look for what you do not want to find. Right, right, right. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I think it's good. And I think that it is true that like the market does it like you if you, what but what's interesting though is I think <laughs> there's a way in which a certain dialectic creeps in because mm-hmm. if you're an investor what you are looking for in some sense, right, is the internal contradiction of the company you're mm. investing in, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if if that company is about to founder mm. because of its internal contradictions, then you don't want to invest in it. Whereas if its internal contradiction are actually causing it to heat up and create this future that seems like it's going to be brighter than the present, then you want to mm-hmm. invest in it. So there is, it is interesting the way in which a dial, and I think this is why these, all these three positions are always interrelated because you mm. can use a dialectical analysis to actually advance the position of multiplicity, which is kind of what Marx does, I would yeah. argue. Yay. Like he engages in a dialectical analysis of capitalism 
to advance this underlying ontological theory of multiplicity, which is I can, we can create some kind of system of pure difference. I, I think mm. so I think that those mm. that the the three can be inter you know like you one can be used by the other even if it never is itself dialectical. Mm. No, I think that's I think that's I think that's right. I think I mean I think this is where you know we talk a, a, a lot about Hegel specifically and uh, a little less about Zizek specifically, but I mean he would be on of course the the side of the dialectic on this. Yeah. And it's, it's even at, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about, um, anything specifically that he writes because it's in the way that he writes. And I think this is something that you can, you know, you can read, like, I, I think part of what people who, uh, I think part of what people who really like, to, um, you know, uh, maybe Derrida does this less at the sentence level, but I think like certainly Deleuze and Guattari do this at the sentence level is like, it's just an explosion of, and then, and then right. and like this, right. problem, and true. then this, and that's then true. this. And, and, and I think people really like that because it's, 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 it's generative. That's that's the, right. that's the whole idea. I mean, that's right. a very, that'd be a very right. Deleuzean term. And that's at the sentence, that's at the sentence level. Okay. At the, and at the structure of, you know, a thousand plateaus and anti-Oedipus is like, like that's, that is there. It is like, it is, in the way that it, it, it writes, I always say this to students that like the way that you, the way that you write, it shows how you think. It's like a, it's like an sure. intellectual thumbprint. Sure. Like you yeah. can just, you can see how someone works through things and you can clearly see how they like, they work through these things. It's like this rolling, like they're like, again, it's this, it's, it's, they, the way that it's written is to, uh, is to deterritorialize, right? Like that's what they're right. trying to, that's what's happening right. at the sentence level. Okay. Um, Slavoj, he writes dialectically and he's always, I think I, I, I owe a, a little bit of this, uh, observation to Adam Costco, who I, he pointed this out, I think in a, in a, a blog post and it really like a long time ago and, and this clicked for me, but like the, just read, read a chapter of all, anything he writes and you're going to begin, Slavoj is going to begin you. I'm talking about him first name cause you do, uh, yeah. not that he and I are on first name basis. Yeah. Um, he's going to begin with some premise some naive look at a premise that this is what, you know, uh, this idea of this popular phenomenon, people think this. So something we've talked about in this podcast before yeah. uh, is the the ending of Casablanca. Yeah. Is that, you know, there's this this uh, this belief that it was just it was decided uh, like just no one knew what it was ad hoc. And it was, it was decided ad, ad hoc. hoc. Yeah. Right. Last minute. Like there it was it, everything. Okay. And then he's going to move to a position that complicates that from the, not from like a f factual site. Cause he does say, and you know, looking at Ryan again, we went over this, but like, he does say like, no, like, I mean, like literally factually, like it didn't, that's not how it played out. Like, <laughs> right. it, it, it was, it was decided, but that's not what's interesting to him is that like, right. Hey, people think this wrong thing and here's the right thing. And not enough people know the right thing. His thing is that the, part of what sustains that, that reading, that idea that it had to have been come up with, you know, as they went along is the way that the film plays out itself, you know, and like there are these references in the film and also this, the way that we tend to make sense of things like in our own, in our right. own thinking and culturally. And this is when he brings in the Lacanian idea of the quilting point is that right. when you get to the end, the end now makes sense retroactively right. of that, which, you know, came before. And so, so you can see actually that naive thing that people are literally wrong about 
actually has quite a lot of substance to it and is really, really useful, even though that it's like even though it's wrong. Factually incorrect, but right. that there's something in it that is uh is is vital to understand. And if you don't, then you're not you're not thinking dialectically and you're not thinking of yeah. the interdependence yeah. of things. That's a great that's opposition. a great example. That's a great example. Let me give one other one. Like I think sure. like because I think you're right. Like his writing really forces you to undergo this dialectical reversal, right? And like mm-hmm. it and, mm-hmm. and like it starts with a a thing and then you're like the the thing that seems to make sense to you, like he he writes it yeah. in such a way that it makes sense, and then mm-hmm. it's all of a sudden the the floor is taken out from under you, um, mm-hmm. and in a way that Hegel doesn't do. Like it's interesting that I mm-hmm. do think Hegel is the great dialectical thinker, but and he writes. I mean, his writing is completely original in the history of philosophy. Like it was a real turn away. He's basically a turn from logic to narrative, I think. So that's a, mm-hmm. or drama, maybe drama is a better word than narrative, that, that he, he gives us a drama rather than making yeah. a logical argument, right? Like, and so, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind spirit of what... Spirit is Slav- the protagonist, right? Right, Like right, how, right. how does spirit and, rise? Right, how, yeah. right. And, and I think that this is, that Slavoj is also engaging in a drama in his mm. text. I was thinking too, and this is, I think I'm stealing this slightly from him, that you could if you take Nazism, right, and the argument, like Nazism is clearly a dualism, right? There's the Aryan race and then everyone who's outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then you could you could imagine the argument, like the Nazis make this claim that like Jews are trying to steal the core of, Amer- of American, that was a funny slogan, of, <laughs> of German identity and we need to, yeah. we need to fight against them. And then mm-hmm. the, the multiplicity point would be, no, there's all these different kinds of Jews. You might, there might be one or two that are doing what you say, but look, there's mm-hmm. these Jews that are actually like totally nationalistic. There are these other, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like that would be the multiplicity response. Whereas the dialectical response would be, wait a minute, the only reason why you're looking at Jews to, as your necessary enemy is because of these internal contradictions within German identity that can't be sustained, right? So mm, I think, right, I think right. it does even shape the nature of our political response to a certain position, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think it doesn't, it's not just an abstract schema for thinking about the world. It also, I think, nicely maps onto the current, horrible situation that we're confronting. I already mentioned it earlier between Mm. like, clearly Putin is this thinker of dualism, right? Like I want to make Russian great. There's the, the the greatness of Russia is the Christian West, which is interesting Mm. because I think most people that hate Russia think of it as Eastern, right? So that Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it of course traverses Asia and Europe. Um, So it's the, it's, it's like the inheritance of the Christian West. And this is why, Mm -hmm. Pope Francis, I don't know if you knew this, but he is not, in his condemnation, he's condemned war and aggression, but has not mentioned Putin's name or this Russian Orthodox, uh, Eastern Orthodox bishop who has been the main fanner of the flames because he want you know, he's a, he, it's clear that he's afraid. It's People have compared mm-hmm. him to Pius during... Pius XII during World War II, like who de- who who denounces, you know, I'm for peace against war, but won't yeah. say Hitler as the Hitler's name, right? And so yeah. people yeah. have said, like, wow, Francis is a little, and I kind of agree with that. But anyway, what's interesting is Putin is the main dualist, and I think liberal capitalism is the position of multiplicity, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the dial. What's interesting is the dialectical position looks at both Putin and 
the West and says, I think, look, Putin, you're, this thing you're seeing in Ukraine, it's a result of the internal contradictions, the incredible contradictions that are, have riven Russian society under his rule. And mm. then about the West, you would say, I think this is right, that Putin is a response, is a, look, what Putin's doing is horrible and exists on its own, but it also is a response to the internal contradictions of liberal capitalism, right? Like we seem to get, mm. liberal capitalism seems to produce, even, it's funny, even the great defender of liberal capitalism, Francis Fukuyama said, it seems like every once in a while, every 50 years or so, people need to be reminded that what they like about liberalism. <laughs> that, yeah. that, was his, that was his reason for what, what's going on. He goes, and now people are going to remind, be reminded again, and we're going to return to a nice era of responsible liberalism. And I thought to myself, well, maybe the world might end before that <laughs> happens. But I, well, isn't that, it, well, isn't that, isn't that interesting though? The, like, like, is that is are you are you um is that a paraphrase or is that quoting exactly? Does he say responsible liberalism or is that a paraphrase by you? That was a paraphrase on my part. Paraphrase yeah. by you, part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't not let's not. I, I want to. I don't want to hang that on um on on Fukuyama then uh, specifically. But I but I think that does capture this idea that like well if we were if we, it was just responsible, then right. it would be it be then it'd be fine. You no, know, but like like. Right. No, that's exactly and like, right. Yeah. And it's like, what? But 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 why does it have to be? And I think that's 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 kind of what we're. I think that's that's what we're that's what we're looking at. Like it's it's not, there's no what by what necessity would capital ever have to be, uh, uh, responsible? Right there you go. To be? There you go. There you go. Right. It can only can it only is responsible when it's restrained by the state or, and, and maybe it only gets restrained by the state when you have a opposing communist monolith that's coming right. to destroy you. Right. Like, I mean, we, <laughs> that's the only example we have in, in the history of capitalism of it, of any restraint. Right. Unless you would say, I don't know. I mean, maybe these, but even then it's the promise of, ca- of communism that's, that's, that's driving it. I was thinking of like the, like, turn of the century, turn of the 20th, beginning of the 20th century, like there was a certain progressive movements around the world. But again, like, I don't, I think your point is right. Like on its own, capitalism never, it never is responsible, right? Like that's the point. And so, and, and, but again, like liberal capitalism, this position of multiplicity is, Fukuyama even admits it. It's even, it's producing, it's the dualist thing, the dualist fascist, illiberal threat to it mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that threatens to engulf it constantly. And it has to, and people have to be reminded, oh no, we like liberalism. And then that right. thing is, is <laughs> like, okay, after the death of 6 million Jews and God only knows how many people, okay, we can get rid of, we can go back to liberalism for, you know, I don't know. 50 years or whatever. Right. And yeah. then, and so and then you, you, then have, you need another event. Then you need another that, event, like what to, we're going to have, what we're you. having right now. That was, that's his theory. Yeah. The, I mean, I think that, that that's another, it's a nice, I mean, this is one of the core claims, right. Is that like the, the, the position of multiplicity doesn't, um, it does not defeat the position of dualism. Right. It, it feeds rather, it actually. It yeah, feeds, it feeds it. it. Right. Yeah. Right, it needs right. it. Whereas the, the, like, again, like this is how, you know, we're positioning this, the dialectical one, like, it, 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 the the goal is to uh, you know to to 
The goal is to change the antagonism. And I think another good example, I told you about this before, there was some, um, I saw this on Reddit, uh, there was like a, a social, like a political science uh, uh, analysis of uh, media coverage of the Black Lives Matter protests after the um, police murder of uh, George Floyd. The That they, and I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I so I looked at the paper really briefly and I didn't see what the parameters were, if it was just about the conversation at the time or if it was, looking at the um, Black Lives Matter protest movement to like, you know, to 2010 when it yeah, starts as a yeah. hashtag and becomes, you know, uh, uh, formalized as the movement for Black Lives. So I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not actually sure. I think it might've just been at that time and it's uh, just the time of the protests and it's not considering everything that kind of went, went before it. But regardless, this, the, the recent paper that showed that what the protests were really successful at doing was changing the way that we talked about uh, uh, racism to be about systemic racism that like these phrases, like these keystone phrases of the, uh, the black of black lives matter of this, uh, uh, understanding of, you know, of structural violence, like it, it, the protest movement changed that, like it may not have directly influenced widespread law under, you know, the fascistic government. Right. Uh, right. But what it did do was it changed the way that we even talked about the problem to begin with. Right. And that's the, like, that would be, I I would, I would want to say like, that's the, that, that would be the, the, it, it did a dialectical reversal where it took, it changed the, the antagonism, uh, from being, it's not like, well, because I think this is again like it, you don't look for what you don't want to find. You know what's a you know what's a position. I, I I can't tell if this was if this is a dualist or a or a, or position of multiplicity. It's one of them, but I, I tend to think it might be a position of multiplicity. But what's the like the common response from the racist right when an unarmed black man is killed? It's like, well, what was he doing? Why, well, that well, or why? I the the one I hear people say all the time. Not that I'm <laughs> when I was a kid, and these were my. My people, unfortunately, um, uh, that that what they always would say is, well, what about all the what about all the black on black violence? Sure, right, yeah, like that. So right. that's another. Right, right, right. I think both of those are positions of multiplicity, right? Like they're both yeah. saying, like, what? Anytime, I, I think you nicely said this. Like, anytime you say what about, you're probably yeah. invoking multiplicity rather than dialectics, because dialectics is all about again the internal contradiction within the position. Not right. what about this other external thing? I think that external internal is really important and helpful to, for thinking about it too. Well, yeah, and and that's the, so that's what I, that's to me. Um, and again, I read a story about the paper. I didn't read the paper. Maybe shame on me. Like I, like that, but I, it it seems to me that like what the essay chronicled was that like a, actually we moved to looking at the internal causes of this, and it wasn't. Because it's you just play as something I said a long time ago. Like if if the conversation is just about that racist cop, then it's whack a mole, and, it, right, and like, right, so right. that person can you've be already lost the duty. battle right there. You've lost yeah, it, yeah yeah, 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 and and that and of course the movement for Black Lives was always like bigger than that. It was not about this like personal like well we want to get that specific guy and right that because specific right guy, right yeah, get out, it, right yeah. right the point isn't like, like get a few bad apples because that's not, <laughs> right. the, to, not how that phrase works that's yeah. not how that phrase works right right it doesn't work that way yeah yeah, yeah. so you, yeah you have to you uh what what is uh what's the shape of the basket we use to make the bunch you know that's like right that's, the, that's right no that's a, that's really well put that yeah it's really good that's really good 
Yeah, so, so I think yeah, that's that, Ryan. I I think you're you're a little tripartite. You know, we 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 got rid of the triplicity with Hegel's you know thesis, antithesis, synthesis, and now you're going to restore a new, a more new dignified tri- triplicity, right? Well, like, you know, it's probably I think closer to what Hegel because as uh, does Hegel ever say thesis, antithesis, synthesis? No, no, time no, no, of course not. He never not says a single those time. words. Right. No, he right. says dialectic, but he does not say that. So yeah. that's the um, he, it, <laughs> it's a little, it's a very meatloaf kind of thing. Like uh, he would do any, everything for dialectics, but but, he but not that. Say, you but wouldn't not say that. that. He wouldn't, yes, he he wouldn't, wouldn't say, say synthesis, right? No, he wouldn't. Yeah. So I mean, and that's the like. I mean, that I mean, that is the you know that is the point is that like it's not um. That's why that's why I, I insist on this like kind of like broken line but that connects or yeah. disconnects dialectics to to duality because it's not a it's not about finding the synthetic position but it is about like it's finding the deadlock that I you know maybe I would say it this way it's about finding the deadlock that breaks the triangle. Yeah. And, right. That's and, good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's perfect perfect way to stop. Except I I need to to say what the lesson is for today. I think it's, well, a, don't you, do you think it, go ahead. You have a, you have a lesson? Well, I was there. Okay. I was going to say, I thought it'd be interesting. This would be, I, I, I think, I think we could do this. Okay. A Nolan film for each position. Oh, okay. okay. Well, because, one is easy, right? right? Oh, 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 should we say it at the same time? Cause I think, I think that inception is the position of multiplicity. Yeah. 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 Inception is, okay. that's the weakness of inception. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. The dualism I think is easy, kind of easy too. If it's the most famous one, right? You think Don't it's you th- Memento? No, I think it's I think oh. isn't Dark Knight the most famous one? Oh, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. I think yeah, I yeah, think sorry, any sorry, of the superhero right. ones, but Dark Knight is the most famous one. And so mm-hmm. um it seems to be. Although I think the most the one that could have been great and is the worst failure is Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I think. But anyway. So let's say Dark Knight is the dualism, and then wouldn't the the dialectical position has to be, doesn't it? The, I mean, it could be Memento, I guess. It could be Memento. Were you going to say? Let's following? make it the the masterpiece is the prestige. Oh, it's prestige, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because I think uh, yeah. right, like like isn't the isn't what's great is that he wants to figure out what the secret is, and the secret mm. is that there's a split within the one. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's what he can never. And how does and how does he go about replicating it? Is through multiplicity. The yeah, horror right. Exactly. And yeah. we wrote the horror of multiplicity. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is actually how the film begins with all the hats on the ground. Right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's pretty good. So just yeah, to, the, to to nail that down, the 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 duality being uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, the multiplicity being Inception, and then the dialectical film being uh, Prestige. I like prestige. that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Right. Over and out, that's Ryan. A lesson. Over and out, Todd. <laughs> 